0: And we can actually, um, it's like you're the curator of a museum, you know, and you can curate the quality of your mind and it has a wonderful impact on your experience of life. Now, then all the other stuff where people say, well, you can make a million dollars a year or you can have this success. And, you know, in terms of the physical stuff that you want to have, I'm not so much into that being the end game. I think, why do you want that stuff? well because apparently it's going to make me happy. Oh, so you're actually wanting a higher level of of contentment and joy and happiness in your life. That's actually what you want, right? right? Well, you can you can have that now with or without the big house.
1: Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. I hope you're having a fabulous week. This week, I should be in Vegas at the 20 Books to 50K conference, which has, it's a book conference for new and experienced and all levels of writers, and it has I think 2000 people signed up, something I very much admire for the organizer and kind of dread for me. So <laughs> wish me luck that I meet one or two great connections there and power through the anxiety of all that crowd. Hope you enjoy this episode. I really did like meeting with Jim from Melbourne, and Jim is really. An interesting man, and he touches on male vulnerability and the midlife experience. How to rebuild after you've lost absolutely everything and come out better and stronger for it. Nice man, and lots of wisdom to share from his failings. And I think that's where we all connect best. So anyhow, enjoy the podcast. Have a terrific week. Folks, I am so happy to have today Jim Fuller. Jim is an award-winning author, so excited, just won the award, and he is a speaker who just signed on with an agency here in America, and he's a coach located in Melbourne, Australia. So while today is Halloween officially where I'm recording in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Jim is in my future in Melbourne which is then Tuesday morning, I believe. Am I correct, Jim?
0: Yeah, you are spot on. It's Tuesday morning. <laughs> so
1: thank you so much for being here on Persistence i I'm really excited with all that's happening in your life, but I want to hear the backstory of how you got to be in the position you're at today. So please tell us a little bit about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, there was a pivotal, um, I want to say a pivotal moment, a, a pivotal time, certainly, uh, in my life. And I had to, uh, apparently I had to go through what people call a midlife crisis. Okay. Um, retrospectively, I look back now and it was really a midlife awakening. It was a midlife opportunity. Um, and that sounds lovely, but it was pretty horrible at the time. I hit rock bottom. I lost my career, lost my marriage, lost my house, lost everything. Um I and in the in the separation in the divorce uh, the last thing I wanted to do was squabble or fight over belongings so I gave um my my then wife I gave her everything that we owned I just said you have it all except my surfboard and my guitar and I kept um 50-50 with the kids
1: Great So I okay. had my
0: two sons week on week off and I've been you know single parenting in that way ever since and that was you know 10 years ago now Um, So, yeah, I had to really hit rock bottom, and I'm very grateful for that now, although it was tough. It was really tough, and I had lost, well, I want to say lost. I'd really kind of inadvertently through the first half of my life created a reasonably unhealthy relationship with self, with myself. Mm. You you know, there was the the undercurrent or the subconscious wiring of, um, you know, believing that I wasn't good enough, um, some self-loathing somewhere in there, you know, just low self-esteem but but masked, hidden beautifully under this veneer of I'm fine, everything's okay. right. you know this it was like my life was an Instagram feed <laughs> you know, yeah. of how wonderful my life was. yeah, right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so look that that midlife <clears throat> opportunity. Um, which was super tough, was wonderful because I went to work repairing my relationship with self, and that has become a daily practice for me with my meditations and affirmations and self-care and all of that sort of stuff. And as I started to um, enjoy developing a really clear and beautiful and gentle and, and authentic and genuine love for being me, then the outside world changed. You know, then my beautiful other half, um, the woman who I'm completely in love with at the moment, came into my life eight years ago. Our children have blended. We've got a beautiful, wonderful situation there. Um, my boys are now 18 and 16. Mm-hmm. And the work that I do is my vocation. It's it's my mission, my path of the heart. And I pinch myself every day and express gratitude for being able to uh, support the family and, and feed children doing what I love. You oh, know, that's so, wonderful. Yeah.
1: That really is wonderful. Jim, what were the early steps that you took when you'd hit rock bottom, marriage caved in, mm. lost your belongings, your home? Apologize for the noise in the background. My cat has found a toy. Sorry. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, anyway, thanks for Oliver for that. But uh, anyway, you, you really hit a crash point where you didn't have much left to lose. What, how did you start that process? Of rebuilding.
0: One of the one of the core practices, and when I read some books about this at the time, I didn't even believe necessarily what I was saying. And prior to reading books around, you know, the science behind neurology and neuroplasticity and how we can rewire the brain, um, you know, I I used to think that mantra or affirmations was just some Eastern hippie woo-woo thing right and then I read some books around how um, through repetition neural sequences can wire together so to speak okay not, not, not technically wire together but with with high repeat uh then we start to believe these things you know so I picked some affirmations one of them was I am good enough just the way I am
1: oh I love that
0: and I put it on high repeat out loud a lot and for the first six months or so I, I didn't even believe it you know, I was saying this thing all day, every day, going, oh, this is silly. But I'd read a few books that um, that I chose to believe the science behind. And so I did it. I just kept doing it. And I would look at my two children every day saying, I have got to be a better father for them. I need to be a better man for them. for right. myself, but it was my kids that was, was the leverage. And so I put it on high repeat. And then after about six to 12 months, it that that idea that I'm enough, that idea that I'm good enough just the way I am, it started to become a reflex thought. It started to become wired. It started to become a belief. And interestingly enough, when we have a belief around anything, we tend to um, distort the information from the environment around us to match our belief. So from my perception of life, life started to change. Uh, You know, I started to see evidence around me to back up my belief that I am enough you know, and so then I started to treat myself like I am enough. I started to see opportunities and say, of course, this wonderful opportunity is coming my way. I, of course, I deserve this. Um, and and at the same time, after losing my job, I had decided to go and invest whatever little money I had left from the handshake left over from, from losing my job uh, in human, studying human behavior and coaching and NLP and profiling and the things I was interested in and I started my own coaching practice uh, from the ground up and that was nine just over nine years ago and I haven't worked another job since I, I you know I just gave it everything I could and thankfully I'm, I'm apparently good enough at it and um, and I've built a really wonderful successful coaching practice and, and I get to help people doing that so
1: That is absolutely fabulous. I love one of the things that you said. You started your affirmation with something you knew to be true, but it wasn't some outlandish thing. It wasn't like you looked in the mirror and you said, I'm perfect, I'm perfect, I'm I'm a millionaire, and I'm, you know. And I think that's where a lot of times we listen to self-help gurus in a sense, or personal development coaches, and think that just seems weird. But when you look in the mirror and you say to yourself, I am enough and I am good enough. And you know, that is absolutely true. And you're not convincing trying to convince yourself or manifest something that's just wildly weird. You're yeah. you're just saying what is true that you, you know that you may struggle with, but you can build from that. And I absolutely love that. That you know, you just kept it up. Didn't matter that it felt weird or that you didn't really believe that you were enough, but you knew that you are, and that that. Was the truth,
0: yeah, and you kept it
1: up until it was. And and I
0: still, I still have, I still now have a daily practice of meditation and affirmations, you know. And I still look at myself in the mirror. Not not every day, but certainly a few times every week. I still look at myself in the mirror, and pause, and say, "Hey, Jem, I love you." right? And that was weird. That that was weird yeah. to do at the start. I was I'm going, oh my God, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I love you. That's like crazy. But, <laughs> but but it's actually not. It's actually not if you mean it. And I think that self-love is the place to start because your ability to go out and do your good work in the world and to um, to hopefully have a positive impact on the lives of the people around you, your ability to do that, is capped, there's a ceiling on that Mm -hmm. which is to do with your relationship with yourself because your relationship with yourself exists internally in your mind and and your mind is where you experience all aspects of life, everything you see, touch, hear, taste, smell, every, every interaction you have, every experience you have, you experience that as a projection in your mind. And so the quality of your mind matters. The quality of your mind determines the quality of your experience of any moment. Uh, look, a simple analogy could be this. Um, just say, for example, you're at home and you have a telephone call and the telephone call is terrible news, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden with that terrible news, you go into a very dark place and but and then you have to leave the house to go somewhere and you go outside and it's say it's raining because of the state of your mind and the dark place that you're in you go outside and it's terrible what a terrible day and it's dark and it's cold and it's wet and you've got the umbrella and the umbrella's getting blown around and you're struggling and it's all a struggle now then on the flip side just say that phone call was some wonderful news whatever that is right mm-hmm. and you're in a you're in a a, a delightful mood you're skipping, you know, you feel elated. You walk outside, the weather outside is exactly the same, but your experience of it's completely different. It's right. like I'm singing in the rain, you're dancing in the rain, you know, and splashing in the puddles and getting in your car and driving, and life is wonderful, and you see a rainbow. You know, and you just are so grateful for the rain because we need the rain for our water and so we can drink and so the vegetables grow, right? Right. So your whole experience of that exact same day is completely different because of the quality of your mind. And the quality of your mind is much to do with your relationship with self. So this is something that I've been practising for the last almost 10 years now, which is to curate the quality of my mind with daily affirmations, daily practices, daily meditations. And we can actually, um, it's like you're the curator of a museum, you know, and you can curate the quality of your mind and it has a wonderful impact on your experience of life. Now, then all the other stuff where people say, well, you can make a million dollars a year or you can have this success. And, you know, in terms of the physical stuff that you want to have, I'm not so much into that being the end game I think why do you want that stuff? well because mm-hmm. apparently it's going to make me happy. Oh, so you're actually wanting a higher level of of contentment and joy and happiness in your life. that's actually what you want right right well you can you can have that now with or without the big house.
1: I think of it too as self-compassion in a way and that yeah. if you really start to, monitor the dialogue, the thoughts, the things that you're allowing, the messages you're allowing to run in your own head. Um, if you start to watch those and monitor those and really be intentional about what sticks, then when you meet someone you or when you have, let's say, an issue at a job site at work, you're not running a negative dialogue. I'm sure I'm going to be fired. I'm sure that I'll be the next to go. Why is that person not calling me and inviting me to their party? I heard that they were having a party. Why am I not? It must be because I'm not socially you know, good enough for them or whatever. You stop doing that and it's you just see the world differently. You look. It's like you have clear lenses on and suddenly yeah. you bring your better self. You're much <laughs> less likely to go off like a rocket or to feel alone and you know desperate when when things hit the skids yeah
0: that's right and when you can develop a sense of authentic and calm confidence in yourself so you it's not a superiority complex it's not you're not thinking that you're better than you are right and it's it's not an inferiority complex you're not putting yourself down and thinking you're worse than you are you're just aware of who you are
1: Right,
0: and you're okay with that I call it self-okayness when you have an authentic self-okayness it's an it's an attractive quality people feel relaxed around you people actually feel attracted to you and I don't mean sexually I mean attracted to wanting to be what it's easy for them to be in relationship with you and you start attracting um you start attracting success for those of your listeners who are not watching us. They're listening. I'm doing inadvertent commas because success for me is not about money and, and, and belongings. Success is about, like we said before, the level of contentment and happiness in your life. Uh, and you start to attract people around you who can help you experience that, you know. So I think this, this calm, authentic and honest um, okayness with yourself is a good thing.
1: I like that. When my kids were growing up, when they're very tiny, I watched Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you have it in uh, Australia, but there was a a man called Stuart Smalley, just a character on Saturday Night Live. And he used to sit in front of a mirror and it was sort of a spoof on self-help, but he would say, "I'm," he'd look in the mirror and he'd smile and say, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And darn it, people like me. (laughs) And I used to teach my kids to say that And my little one had a funny little Boston accent. And I don't know where that came from, but she had a speech impediment. And it was adorable. But the message is still actually resonates, which is enough. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And darn it, people like me. And yeah, I kind of love that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. I remember a conversation with my teenage boys not that long ago, actually. And one of them complimented me and said, wow, dad, you're so good at blah, blah, blah. But there was something that he was referencing that I was good at. He said, wow, you're so good at that. And I said, yeah, I know. Thank you. And he said, Dad, you can't say that. In Australia, <laughs> if, if if someone acknowledges that they're good at something, in Australia the, the term is, oh, you're up yourself. Right. That's what we say here, which means that you have a big ego or you think you're awesome or and it's it's not okay. That's right. not okay. And I and he said, Dad, you can't say that. People will think you're up yourself. And I said to him, actually, I think it's really important to be honest. Mm-hmm. And if you are good at something and someone compliments you, that you can accept that and say, Thank you. I am, I, I am good at that. Thank you. I'm just just let's just be honest. You don't need to be dishonest and play small and say, oh no, 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 I'm not very good at that. You know, no, let's just be straight up. And and if you're not good at something, just say as well, no, I'm not very good at that. (laughs) (laughs) You know.
1: And no one points those things out better than children. But
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, a different yeah, yeah.
1: conversation. Speaking yeah. of, be, of being good at something, it, fantastic uh, about your book. Tell us a little bit about your book winning an award.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. So it just won an award um, in the category of uh, health and well-being okay. at, at some uh, book awards here in Melbourne, and it was nice. My my partner and I got to I got to dust off my suit. And my partner, you know, put a, a gown on and we went to this gala thing in the Melbourne casino. Right. And um, you know, it was all very Lat da. And so it was it was an honor to be um to be awarded that category and to go up on stage and say thank you. More important for me is the um is the feedback that I'm getting from readers. And so I'm getting emails now from people around the world thanking me for writing the book. And that that really is the most important thing to me because that's why I wrote the book. Uh, You know, obviously every coach or, you know, person in this space gets told you should write a book because then you're an expert and it helps you with your business and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that may be true to some degree, but that's Mm -hmm. not my primary reason for writing the book. I really wanted to be able to help people. And the book is The Art of Conscious Communication for Thoughtful Men. And funnily enough, I, I wrote the book for men because I think, generally speaking, in our cultures, mm-hmm. men uh, need some tools and some help with communication. Um, and that's uh, we can talk about how that came about through patriarchy and, and whatnot as well. But it's funny, actually, most of the people who are picking up my book off the shelf, so to speak, or buying it on Amazon are women. And women are reading the book, loving it, and then giving it to their husbands or sons or brothers and saying, right. you gotta read this book, you know.
1: Good, good. That's wonderful. So they're a terrific women, I think, are voracious readers, but also that's a wonderful gift to buy someone, you know. So fantastic. Yeah.
0: yeah you may have a different
1: right. target audience, but it's no worries if women are buying it and giving it to that target audience. Well,
0: it's it's also great because it helps them understand um the males in their life as well. Um, so they're like, ah, oh, yeah, right. That's why it seems like he's an island right. sometimes, you know, that's why he just wants to fix it and then stop talking about it and switch on the sport and crack a beer. Right you know, so it helps women understand men better as well. But look, I I am, I started writing the book about conscious communication just broadly. And then I engaged a a book writing mentor and she suggested that I needed to pick an audience to write for a bit more specifically. And she said, you know, I think men could really do with this book right now. And I agreed with her. I've been, I've been coaching men and women and to get together as, humans as people. And then also separately, I um, was lucky enough to run a, a woman's retreat in Bali for six years. And also I've been sitting in men's circle and working in men's mental health mm-hmm. for a long time as well. And so I was passionate about it. And, you know, I've being the father of two sons and watching the way we still raise our boys under this patriarchal Structure, and we tell not you and I, obviously, but a lot of people, a lot of parents still tell their boys to, you know, don't cry like a girl and suck it up and toughen up and man up and harden up. And we teach these poor little boys to excommunicate themselves from their emotional self. And then we wonder why we end up with men who can't access their emotions or speak honestly about how they're feeling about something. So everything's pent up. Right. And then it explodes in violence. And right. it's a real problem. You know, 97% of the world's violence is from males. And I think it needs to be addressed. I think we need to find better ways to raise our boys and, and to teach them that it's okay to communicate how you're feeling. And it's okay to have feelings, not just anger or ecstasy, but to have right. everything in between. You know.
1: A whole continuum.
0: Yep, that's right.
1: I think that's fantastic. So great work. Mm. Where can people connect with you? Let's say they wanted to book you as a speaker or see about your your book, whatever. How can people best connect with you, Jim?
0: Everything's on the website jemfuller.com. Excellent. So j e m f u l l e r.com. You can certainly reach out to me there and it will go to my team and my team will pass it on to me and I'll email you back. Uh but if you just want to follow me on social media, I post on Instagram every day and I share stuff that I hope is helpful. Um, yeah so either either on instagram or or linkedin or the the website
1: perfect i really appreciate it i'm excited about your book and uh, appreciate your time this evening which is actually tomorrow morning so anyway yeah congratulations and thanks so much
0: you're welcome thanks so much for having me on your show
1: i hope you've enjoyed this week's show thank you for listening If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review, and if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe, and I'll see you next week.
0: Proud member of the Podnougan Network.